Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Happy, Jay? Pretty happy. Good. Big pod today, boys. Big pod. Let's, it uh, is. Let's really focus and make it a good one. We're going to be talking to Jeb Sinclair in a few minutes. So, uh, Exciting. Let's, get, let's see what we can get through in the meantime. Eyes down, hands in. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod! pod. Hello, welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Uh, we are massive fans of rugby, but we don't take the game or ourselves too seriously. I'm Tim, he's JB. Let the boys play, Tim. That is Phil. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Well, after Ulster's result, I know Phil's coming round more and Ugh. more round to the catchphrase, let the boys play. Exactly. We, I have to say, that, that catchphrase and that chat has been getting a lot of traction on Twitter. As what, it should. Twaction. Twitter traction? Traction on Twitter, a lot of twaction or... Have you made that up? A bit risky. I'm <laughs> saying that, Tim. <laughs> I'm, what, I'm, talk- I'm not talking about those Jennifer Lawrence pictures again. Um, it's been getting a lot of twin trust. Basically, a lot of people are following, wanting to fall in line and follow JB's crusade to stop referees from spoiling games with rugby red tape. Duty of care. And let the boys play. I'm sure that's going to come up again in the podcast. Let's get, let's get straight to it because it's a big podcast. What's coming up this week? Well, you're going to hear from a former... NFL legend on the weekend that American football rolls back into the UK shores for the first of three games at Wembley. Jeb Sinclair from London Irish, the Canadian international, could be inducted into Banter Squadron. We're going to get him on the phone very, very soon. And uh, we'll be talking about all the rugby over the weekend and looking ahead as well. Let's get to the weekend just gone. Uh, Phil, what was your pick of the week? Well, Tim, you know that I'm now an Ulster fan. Get me some sad music. Oh, uh, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> hold on a minute. There we go. Go and on, Phil. There is, I, I think it's it's probably close to a conspiracy <laughs> of referees having egregious decisions against <laughs> against Ulster. <laughs> <laughs> now, I won't I won't mention the terrible terrible injustice of Paingate that happened last exactly, in last season's Hurricane Cup. No, no, Harrican no. Cup. Safety first and foremost. Let, let, let's it, just rewind. There'll, there'll be a lot of people, JB, that won't have heard or might. Well, even if you did hear it, may not remember Payne Gate when Jared Payne got the red card in the European Heineken Cup, as it was match. And uh, Phil was massively strong in your stance on that occasion, but you weren't, you, you weren't in favour of Jared Payne staying on the field. You were like, "Yes, it should have been a red card." And that's when the that's when that was the first day. Let the boys play. I, I think first. Hmm, I think you might be mentioned. Remembering this slightly different to me, Tim. I seem to remember <laughs> me saying that it was outrageous, terrible, terrible injustice. No, you didn't. Or uh, alternatively, are you just flipping your position because Ulster I'm lost to the so lowliest, much. the lowliest of European teams? Uh, well, Zebra aren't that bad a team. No, Treviso are worse, actually. Uh, yes, but it was there was two absolutely outrageous decisions. Uh, ten minutes in, Declan Fitzpatrick gets a red card. For, for a punch, for something that we saw uh, no action taken in the London Irish uh, nope. Leicester game when Blair Cowan punched, uh, it was Gibson, wasn't it? Indeed. So there was a red red card for that, and it, it appeared that he'd been gouged prior to the red card, so there was no action oh. taken against the Zebra player. Uh, so that's obviously bad, having your tight head prop going off after 10 minutes. But then it was 13-6, Five minutes to go. 36 to Zebra. Five minutes to go. Darren Cave scores a very well-worked try and it gets pulled back for crossing and it wasn't even close to crossing. 
it was a legitimate perfect try. So, oh well, very, bitten, very unfortunate. Bitten by your own snake, the rules, your love of rules, <laughs> come back to haunt you, Phil. And I'm, I for one, I'm enjoying it. I mean, yes, Ulster are on the wrong end of a couple of bad decisions, but let's not take it away from Zebra. That was a historic result for them. It was, and they had a couple of good players. Uh, well, they had quite a good, quite a few good players. Their pack looked really good, um, and their, their uh, right winger who had two tries disallowed I must say wow Cor- correct decisions they both were unlike, oh, obviously unlike, unlike the Ulster try but he looked very good mm. uh, well so well done Zeba heartbreak um, for Phil yes. heartbreak ever since you've supported him Phil it's going downhill and is, is there something going on with Irish teams at the minute because none of them are playing as well as they have done no uh, Munster, lost, Munster lost to Ospreys well they lost again the kids of Ospreys yeah mm. yeah so, that's a hell of a result for, for Ospreys but if the Irish teams are poor this year, who's going to be good in the Pro 12? Because that's it. That, that's all <laughs> it is. It's good, a few, few good Irish teams who play some kids and some journeymen, right? I think Leinster. I think Leinster and Ulster, when they get kind of full, fully fit squads, will both be very good. I mm-hmm. think Munster aren't looking the force that they Someone once were. Someone needs to tell the teams in the Pro 12 there's a really good chance that you can win a league here because no one else is trying. <laughs> JB, pick of the week. Uh, Exeter Harlequins. They didn't take our advice at Sandy Park, did they, to have um, a big diesel sound when Thomas <laughs> oh, Morgan scores. Wow. So play the sound effect along with his uh, uh, celebration. I, uh, he looks awesome. I mean, we gave him stick because we didn't think he was going to be any good. He's amazing. When did he become so good? Uh, he's made a couple of our 15s. He's made the rugby players that le- look least like rugby players 15. <laughs> he made our rugby players playing in other positions 15 when we put him in as a prop, prop. I think. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you cannot argue with what he's doing. He scored a charge down. And what else did he do? Uh, just just consistently make made yards. Made loads of yards. And good offloads. See, I, I used to have a bit of a man crush on Dave Ewers, who is just awesome, by the way. Yeah. But now he's got Waldrum as his little mates. Uh, they are just a wrecking crew. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that would be so much fun. That would be so, what so good. Exeter Chiefs, and I know we have some of the Chiefs tribe that listen to this podcast, email your match announcer or whatever, or the people behind the scenes, and tell them you have that sound effect on tap for when... Whenever Thomas Waldrum's running, even not even when he's scoring a try, just when he's running into contact, you yes. want to. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Dave viewers. I've told this story before, but the Washington Redskins used to have a running back called John Riggins, and somehow the fans smuggled in a V12 engine to power a diesel horn. And every time he made his three-yard run... smuggle. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, a, up a, a sleeve. Half a tonne of V12. <laughs> so it'd be, like, it'd be third down and three, and he'd have to truck it up over for a first down. If someone would play that every time that I carry the ball, I'd probably jump and spill the ball. <laughs> uh, now, question from that game. Yeah. Have Harlequins been found out? I don't know. Because I, I mentioned it on the podcast the other week about Saracen's tactics in defence. You did. And they're not, rarely competing at the Rook. And it's exactly a, what Austin Healy and Ben Kay were saying during commentary. They were saying what you said on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, not not to suggest that they, they didn't must, think of it themselves. Yeah. But they, they were not competing, getting guards in and stopping that offloading game. And Exeter did it. You'd watch them. They were just not putting a man into the to compete Yeah. and get fanning out and not allowing Harlequins to get that go forward. Brian, if you had stocks and shares, you would have been you would have been wondering at the end of last season, do I just quit my losses? I've lost something this season with Rob Baxter shares. Shall I just <laughs> maybe cash him in and just walk away? And if you did that, you'd be very disappointed because his, his, his shares well, are right back up. Hmm, Dave Ward, what a good player, but what a terrible line-up thrower. Yeah. I and mean, he really struggles. I think he's probably got a weak arm. That's why he rotates so, so much. <laughs> Um, I did like your tweet, JB, actually. JB tweeted during the Harlequins Exeter match, uh, I'm really up for a game. Anytime, Dave Ward, you want to have a game of darts, <laughs> it's on. I'll just, just stand behind him, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, long, I, a long way away. Uh, there was no, well, there's no danger of him hitting me, so... <laughs> it's like, I'll tell you what, with Quinns and their hookers, they've got three really good hookers, but it's almost like, and I remember an old cartoon show when I was a kid called Centurions, and it was three... Guys, one in red who was like un- went underwater, one that was blue that, that could fly, and one that was uh, green that was like on land, and they could combine their forces and join up into one. Was this a dream? No, 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 it's real. <laughs> they could join forces and become one like super 
thing. And that's uh-huh. what Harlequins need to do with their hookers. They've got three decent hookers, uh-huh. Buchanan, Dave Ward <laughs> and Joe Gray. Yes. They just need to try and like get a scientist to sort of fuse them yeah. all together. Yeah, it, that's a good idea. Because Joe, Gray, Joe Gray's got a great set piece, but he's, he's a bit lightweight now. Dave Ward's... What a work rate! Terrible set piece. Yeah, he's, he's like having an extra back row, but he just—I think he struggles with with the back ball. I mean, a lot of hookers do, but not that much. I mean, mm. he really needs to get that looked at because I think I could cost that, that could that could cost him his spot in the team. It wouldn't have affected the result today, to be fair. My pick of the week was London Irish, and I think yes. at this point we should talk about London Irish's a fantastic victory over Leicester Tigers. Uh, we should talk about it with Jeb Sinclair. Should we give him a buzz? Let's do that. Uh, the Canadian international, just getting his number. And the, oh, the other reason seven. I want to talk to him. The other reason. <laughs> the other reason we want to talk to him, of course, was we want to put. Well, I believe he should be in Banter Squadron. And uh, we think we should interview him for Banter Squadron. We'll interview him for Banter Squadron, yeah, and go alongside the Honey Badger and Donna Crow Callahan and Joe Marler and Nigel Owens in Banter Squadron. Ah! <laughs> Hello. Is that Jeb Sinclair? Hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? It's, it's uh, Tim from the Egg Chasers. Hey, Tim. How are you? I'm all right. You sound like we've interrupted a little doze on the sofa or something. We are most definitely riding on the sofa, but that's all right. <laughs> you settling in for the uh, Dolphins-Raiders game? It's JB here, by the way. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I'll watch it later. Right now we're catching up on uh, X Factor, like the 16-year-old girls we are. I actually thought that you might be at home watching Due South box set. Uh, <laughs> Degrassi no, Junior High. I don't think I ever watched that. That might have been a show for my grandfather. But <laughs> not me. Uh, Phil's the other one of us here. The other voice you'd be able to hear. Hi, Jeb. Hey, how are you? Good. good so, are you in your front room at the minute? No, I've just left. It's a bit noisy out there. Who, so, who's in the other room? Um, Kayla's out on the on the blow up mattress on the floor that we put out for uh, rotting on Sundays. Kieran Lowe, was uh, that, did you say? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the big dog, Mikey Mayhew, is having a little nap, I think. Oh, wow. A mid-evening nap. No, I suppose we should get straight to it and say, um, well done on a bit of a historic win. Yeah, I don't think we've won there since 2003, and I was reading something from Garrity that we've only won there twice, and... 95 odd years or something. You have totally just ruined Phil loves the stats. <laughs> Phil spent about an hour finding out some stats to tell you, and uh, you've just completely spoiled his fun. That's what you're going to tell you. At least you don't have to pay him this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll still get paid. How are you feeling? Is the body a bit battered? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty bad this morning, but you know, it's, it doesn't really seem to it doesn't really seem to feel any better or worse when you win or lose. So at least we won. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the game then, because it looked like uh, just a, a lot of hard effort up front. Well, I mean, it was definitely hard effort, and it's probably the first time in two or three years that we've got a bit of parity from the refs, which was nice. Um, and obviously, got to turn over a bit of their ball with our scrum. And then, obviously, the rest of the time, we're just riding Gary's coattails as he was kicking them from everywhere. And he's been. Just uh, a few inches away, even on his 55-yarder, so it's good that he's kicking well. It's not what Richard Cockrell said, is it? We're, we're like, parity, he was, he was quite upset. Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to get in the back. <laughs> 20, Richard Cockrell's never upset. 20,000 20, 20, Leicester supporters calling me, telling me I'm a dickhead. In no, I mean, they I mean, can't all be wrong, can they? <laughs> I, everyone has an opinion of the ref, but you know he, whether he's bad both ways or good both ways, it doesn't matter. I thought he did an all right time. I'd like to see sort of punching and fighting maybe go back to the earlier days when... Oh, it was music to my ears. Guys, if it was two guys have a little slap and tickle and no one comes off worse for wear maybe just shake their hands and get on with it exactly I, I don't, I don't know exactly here here um, I completely agree with your sentiment I do want to uh, pick you up on that in uh, in Canada clearly slap and tickle means something a bit different to what it does in the UK <laughs> <laughs> well you know just a bit of a scrap but obviously yeah. I come from a hockey background where you know you can beat a guy bloody and he's spitting out teeth and then you're still playing five minutes later but... that's part of the, yeah that's part of the game in, in, uh, in hockey isn't it now, yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's come on with, um, you know, recently down in like the Super 15 with all those guys that were holding guys in rocks. 
Yeah. And then and then as they'd try to get away, they couldn't get away, so they'd punch a guy. Well, you know, if you're not cheating and holding that guy in, you're not going to get punched in the head. Exactly. And yeah. It, yeah. You know, it's 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 just a bit of self policing, and I mean, yeah. there was. The rule is now whether you land a punch or not. I think it's supposed to be a car, but uh, you know, uh, I don't really believe in that. And Gibbo seemed to have two or three guys in headlocks at one time. You you don't have to say it because you've got to kind of uh, you know steer away from creating any headlines. But we can say it and have our opinion. If you're going to hold a guy in a headlock, you're probably going to expect that you might get a fist of fury flying your way. Yeah, if you've got a guy in a guy in headlock, I'd recommend you keep him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean. I, I haven't really seen it, and I and I know Gibbo's a good guy. Obviously, played with him for a couple of years. He he didn't mean it, and you know I'm sure him and Blair are fine. So I'm not sure if there's going to be any any fallout from that or not. Focusing on uh, a bit more of a positive, and this is something that I've been talking about for well for months and months and months. Actually, I think David Pace should be in the England squad when the EPS squad is announced. And One of the best hookers in the league. Not just hookers, best players. Yeah, like. The amount of stuff that that guy does, not just in, you know, even when the rules change to go, you know, the hooker had to go back to strike. You know, his flexibility is good. He gets his foot out there. He battles in every scrum. His line-out throwing is, you know, top-notch anywhere, double tops. Um, and just the way he throws his body around the field. He's done a lot more carrying these days as well, hasn't he? He's uh, elusively fast. You'd never think he's... You know, quick when you watch him, but he always seems to get the outside shoulder. And he's been playing phenomenally for two years. And I actually thought last year he was playing better, but he broke his arm yeah. twice. So I think you know that that kept him out of that first game in New Zealand, which I'm sure he probably would have had a crack at, seeing as both the other hookers are playing in the finals. Yeah, definitely. I I think that's one. And and Blair Cowan's consistency just the guy's a machine. He is just a machine, just an 80 minute man with just tons of work rate. He can, you know, play six, seven, or eight. He's got a nose for the ball. He's quite a handy little runner as well for a smaller guy. He seems to pick, you know, great lines, but I think that just comes from being a greasy little Kiwi and playing <laughs> rugby. They all greasy, aren't they, as Kiwis? Five years old, yeah. So, yeah, again, for the last 14, 16 months, he's been phenomenal. Jeb, I was out last night with uh, a couple of lads from uh, RGC in North Wales, where I originally hailed no, from. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Uh, in fact, I'll name drop. I was out with uh, with RGC player Bryn Williams. Really? Yeah. And, uh, Big old Bryn now. Indeed. The tall, the, tall, the tall bald man. And he gave you a glowing reference as to one of the best guys to go out for a beer with. Now, I want to know, in the world of professional rugby, who was the best guy to go out for a beer with? I think he was right. I think it's probably me. Darren Allenson. Darren Allenson. Okay. The nine on my team. I would drink with that guy. You know. What makes what makes it what makes him a good uh, a good guy on uh, a good company? Well, uh, I think it's just back to that to the fact that he's a Welshman and they're just a uh, little different breed, aren't they? They are indeed. <laughs> Kieran though and I enjoy uh, a cheeky play once in a while, and, and he's quite good crack out on the beers. Um, there's another fellow from North Wales. I don't know if you know him, Kelvin Davies. I, uh, I know him quite well. Yeah, he's uh, he's probably the loosest man I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, um, he's got a bit of a reputation for that. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, most of that time you just sort of turn the screw in the back and charge him up and let him go. <laughs> four to six hours. So yeah, what? take your pick of those guys. Jeb, I've just been told that I'm not allowed to talk any more about RGC because no one else enjoys We've got RGC. There's loads of other stuff. That... <laughs> RGC is important. It's important. Yeah, I know. Well, listen, I'll, gi- right, I'll, I'll give, I'll it, give I'll you Jeb's it. number. Well, you can just call and talk about RGC to your heart's content. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a good little powwow over what's going on in North Wales. Exactly. Exactly. Jeb's. Let's not forget. Jeb's got X Factor to get back on watch. We can't take up too much of his time. Uh, now, listen. Don't worry. It's Sky Plus anyway. It's on par. <laughs> got all day. Got all we've day. Uh, we, we've enjoyed watching and following your your Twitter account, and and that's that's what really brought you to our attention quite a lot. I've got to ask you, how did you come to be sat on former Welsh internet well Welsh international Ian Goff's motorcycle as naked as the day you were born? <laughs> uh, that was. Uh... Geez, that's a hell of a picture, isn't it? Yeah, isn't uh, it? <laughs> nice bike. <laughs> we, he uh, he would just drive that thing straight up 
right to the right to the entrance of the club and and then go in and go to work and it was also just inside the doors of the old training ground with the showers so we were all stripping down for a shower and uh i was like let's go hop on golfy's bike and uh <laughs> And just take a few pictures and send them to him, just to him uh, as a, just as a little prank. But obviously they got on to our, our WhatsApp group. And then from there. It, but, oh, uh, what sort of stuff is on that London, I, uh, London Irish WhatsApp Jennifer group? Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, uh... if, I, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Tell you what, if, if there was a guy in the London Irish squad. Yeah. Who who would be most worried about their phone being hacked? Who would have the most to lose out of their phone being hacked? Who would be the one that's probably? You know, I mean, you don't have to say what's on it, but you could just name the name of who would be who should be most worried about their phone contents of their phone being hacked. Oh no, some of the young boys obviously they wouldn't even care. Jeez, I think they send <laughs> <laughs> you know anybody anything. But, uh, <laughs> maybe. Mike Mayhew calls himself the Great Dane, and he gets up to some very, very sketchy things. So <laughs> possibly, possibly Mayhew. No, I will say this. No, I will say this. Uh, new young boy, um, Connor Gillison, was over today trying to use our cell phones to locate a cell phone that he lost last night. <laughs> and he's and he's quite stressed about some potential incriminating evidence. <laughs> so, Thanks for giving the tabloid journalist the tip-off there, Jim. Yeah, so, so maybe him. <laughs> the other thing you've got to explain from your Twitter feed is some of the outfits that you've uh, been rocking. Pretty unique outfits. Is this a Canadian thing or is it a Jeb Sinclair thing? It's a lack of planning thing, realistically. I get in trouble with uh, with my shoes because I don't often throw a decent pair in my bag on the way to training. And some boys obviously bring nice clothes because they live Richmond or, you know, you know, closer into town. So they run errands straight from the club. Well, I only just live around the corner from the club so I can, you know, literally leave the club in underwear and no one would even see between, <laughs> you know, the half a mile I drive. So, you know, I think it's just more of a lack of planning, but the boys seem to enjoy it that they think I dress like some backward hick, which, uh, <laughs> in fairness, in fairness, I am. So, yeah, I keep it going. It's a bit of fun, and I don't mind it. Listen, Jeb, there's, um, we have a thing on our podcast um, called Banter Squadron. Uh, okay. um, all, we want, all we like to do is we like to celebrate rugby players who keep alive the, the spirit of fun and, and banter and basically keeping rugby as far away from football or soccer, as you call it, as possible. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so far we've got in there the Honey Badger, Nick Cummins. We've, yeah. we've got Donacro Callahan from Munster. Have you ever um, crossed his path? Yeah, we, we had a lengthy handshake uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and who else is in there? We've got Joe Marler. Joe, Marla. Joe Marla's in there. Nigel Owens. Nigel Owens, the referee. For a ref, he's got quite good. He's got quite a good chat. Yeah, he does. To be fair, and he would be one of the ones who would let you go with a little dust up as well. Exactly. Let the boys play. I've seen, yeah, I've seen him let a few of those go, and he gives the old. Uh, Are you guys done throwing purses? Can we get back playing rugby now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always, yeah, it's good. I always get a good chuckle of that. He is good. Well, listen, uh, I put you forward as a potential uh, member of Banter Squadron because I think your your Twitter action is 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 top notch having chatted to jeb phil and jb what do you say bah, bah. yeah banter squadron <laughs> i think we got we're adding general jeb sinclair to banter squadron fantastic all right thanks boys you're, <laughs> you're, you're officially inducted you're part of uh, rugby's uh, elite banter squadron currently who it's, it's, who it's very elite at the moment isn't it it is it's really <laughs> just five just five people currently uh, yeah. the the only one from your continent um, but who else should should be on our radar for Banter Squadron in the future? Because James Haskell's very much on our radar. But is there anyone we... Oh, yeah. Anyone? I would definitely say Hass as well. Um, obviously, I, you know, Jim Hamilton from Series. He's always been a uh, good crack whenever uh, I've that's seen him, a, that's a him good out one. and about. Um, Ooh, he's always got funny things to say. Who else is there? I mean, Goffy, but most of what Goffy would tell you, you wouldn't be able to air. So, that would be <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think you're going down the right track with a couple of those guys. 
good stuff good stuff well w- welcome welcome to banter squadron it's um then we're proud to have you uh, uh to hold you up as a beacon of banter for the world of rugby now one one of the ways that, that this manifests itself on the pitch and we know this from jb's chats with the rgc boys they said you talk a lot and you're quite good at chops in on the field and sledging if you like uh, who, who have you had a really good sledging session again? Who have you really managed to wind up or who's given it as good as they've got? No, no, I like to keep that stuff sort of uh, <laughs> sort of quiet. But, I, yeah. you know, it, you have to keep it current affairs. So when The, <laughs> Hobbit, it, when the Hobbit had just came on, um, <laughs> it, was quite, it was quite good to get stuck into a few hookers over that. <laughs> you, know, you've, you know you've done a good job if, both front rows give a little give a little chuckle before it's drum. So, <laughs> so, so Jack, yeah. if, if, if I was to write you some insults, would you promise to use them during the game? No, it's not like that. It has to be, it oh, be ad lib. You can't it, plan it. Oh. It's no fun to plan it. No, no, no. It's much funner. It's much funner and puts myself under more pressure if it's just yeah. ad lib. Yeah. Because then, because then, if I screw up and I sound terrible, at least I can take a bit of banter back myself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You can't be too polished with these things. No, I'll be, be polished. I'll be yeah. polished. I'll go back and work on them. But, <laughs> but now we know there's another whole addition when, when it's got that. Because I thought ref cam was pointless, but now when you when the teams are settling down for a scrum and ref cams on, I'm just going to look for the blindside flanker or a second row just chop chops in a little bit, and then some front rows giggling. <laughs> how's it, know, how's it's it? a whole other dimension to keep an eye out for. Yeah, keep an eye out for that stuff. Yeah, and keep. And just maybe sometimes they, they click into the ref mic and you hear it in the game once in a while. Well, I think that's when some of the funniest stuff is said. <laughs> Jeb, listen, it's been brilliant talking to you. Well done again on the result yesterday. Obviously, yeah, well uh, done. Uh, so do, do, you yeah. and the, do you and the guys obviously had today off, but have you got any extra um, reward for your victory? No, um, no, not in the premiership. Obviously, you know, once it starts in September, you're pretty much 30 weeks straight between three competitions before there's a weekend in sight. So eight o'clock, um, eight o'clock tomorrow morning, straight in, um, start the recovery process and, mm. you know, start the little fix ups of the things we did get wrong. And yeah. obviously the way the premiership's going this year, every team is, you know, unbelievable at the moment. And I think we've got Northampton <laughs> next week. So it just gets tougher and tougher. You'll smash them. <laughs> what, what did you yeah. uh, did you have a cheat meal last night or today? Yeah, I had a little cheeky macas when I woke up this morning, and <laughs> I might I might have a a cheat curry again tonight. Who knows? Nice. <laughs> well, you get back to that and X Factor. Uh, say give our regards to Kieran Lowe and uh, the Great Dane, um, I will, Mike sure. Mayhew, and uh, and we'll and we'll catch you again, Jeb. Thanks for talking to us, mate. All right. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Cheers, Take it easy, Jeb. In a bit. See you later. Bye. Uh, that was Jeb Sinclair. That's awesome. Yeah. Very good. Nice guy. I think he's worthy of his place in Banter Squadron. I think so. Definitely. We'll give him that. Definitely. We, ne- we never met the guy. It was the first time we've ever spoken to him and he, uh, he gave up some... He dobbed in a couple of his Irish <laughs> teammates. <laughs> which, uh, the gra- I'm all for. Imagine calling yourself the, the Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, interesting. <laughs> all right. What should we move on to then next? Oh, I know. Because let's go from one member of Banter Squadron now officially in um, Jeb Sinclair. Let's go to another... The original member of Banter Squadron, the Honey Badger, Nick oh, Cummins. Yes. Because Nick Cummins, the Honey Badger, he might be in Japan and not playing international rugby, but that's given him more time to do endorsements. And he's got an advert for Head and Shoulders. Now, I think this is meant to be deliberately a bit cheesy and cringeworthy because it is cheesy and cringeworthy. But it's uh, the Honey Badger wearing... Um, well, let's have, a look, let's have a listen. When you're 100% flag-free and smell like a man-man, good happens. <laughs> Crack and fleece, badge. Nope, I said good happens. Hi, honey. Giddy up. Head and shoulders with Old Spice. <laughs> Head and shoulders with Old Spice in it. Oh, wow. Uh, Is that like the perfect product? <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, Nick Cummins. You know, when I used to play second team, which I probably will be again ne- uh, next week, um... one of our things is uh, one member of the team had to bring a bottle of Old Spice or... Um, own brand aftershave I mean the team scent for the night out <laughs> that's good yeah good days good I like days. that I like that so that's, so that's the honey badger I'm glad he's, he's getting a, a little bit of coin because we know the reason he went to Japan was to provide a bit of money for his poorly siblings and ill father as well mm-hmm. at the expense of a world cup uh, in England with Australia so good on your badge for getting a bit of cash for that but it made me think are there any other rugby player endorsements that we could 
dream up. Like Andy Goode. Oh, could... how dare you? Oh, is that yours? <laughs> how dare you? I was going to say, I was just going to say, I'm sure JB's going to suggest Andy Goode does some endorsements. What would you think? Legend pills. <laughs> <laughs> or Corona. Corona, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the old uh, Mr. Muscle adverts, like the ironic Mr. Muscle. Uh-oh. So I was thinking like... Oh, with the weedy guy. Yeah, like Freddie Burns or... Uh, uh, <laughs> Toby Flood. <laughs> Freddie Burns or Johnny Sexton as, as Mr. Muscle. Very good, Phil. Gavin, Very... just simple, obvious one, Gavin Henson, fake tan, that would work, surely. Although mm. he did, he looked all right when he came on for that. He looked awesome. Like, well, <laughs> he seen. looked awesome. Back up, not awesome. That little deft pass for the... Uh, the you know, no-look no pass. Yeah, the little, draw, wood, little drawing gift. Uh, gift. Give. Yeah. It'd only been on for a couple of minutes. For the... I'll tell you what, let, let's start that. Um, rugby player endorsements then. A, a little idea of something. Could give us some ideas. So, Honey Badger's doing head and shoulders. Um, um, legend pills. Right? <laughs> Not sure about that one so much, but some some funny things. Some funny things that rugby players could endorse, like a genuine one. An Ugo Monnier line of clothes probably will yes. happen before yeah. his it career should, is done. It should happen. Abs- I bet, absolutely. I, bet I would buy that. That's what he should be doing with his uh, his time off injured. Incidentally, I thought he was really good as a summariser on BT Sport for the London. Yeah, he, was, he, was, well. he was a bright light in an otherwise horrible evening oh, at my. the Kassam Stadium. God. Uh, I- Gloucester have the shed, but then there's a part of London, of London Welsh's ground which actually is made of shed parts. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Was that why there was no people in it? Because it's just unsafe. No, it's a fence. It's, it's just a fence. There's, there's no stand. Yes, there's no stand. There is the fence. Oh, poor and London Welsh. Yeah, London Welsh had to celebrate their try, the try they did get in front of the fence. Yeah, <laughs> cheering, <laughs> clapping the fence. Uh, they, do you know what? I feel sorry for them because they do have some good players. You know, I, I was quite impressed by Stedman. Stedman is a good player. Uh, Seb Jewell is quite a good player. Yeah. They got they, the midfield really struggles, and their forwards, which got is quite weird, a, because quite a big heavy pack, but they've got no fitness at all and yeah. no real like gain line break. Well, no, do you know what? It was a risk that, that they took, and they they obviously decided we didn't manage to survive last time, so we need to do something different when we come up this time. They've tried something different. Now we know they've tried it and they've tested it, and now we know signing twenty-five new players, however good they are, means you do worse. It means you do worse than a squad of guys who are championship level stepping up. No, no, no. Yeah. What you said then is saying twenty-five guys, whoever they are. No, no, no. Twenty-five guys who aren't quite good enough to be in the Premiership is no, actually a disaster. No, if they if that whole squad of twenty-five had been together last year and got promoted, they'd have been infinitely better than they are now. But what they've done is they had a team in May which put put to the sword quite comfortably a really good Bristol team yeah. and they completely dismantled I that think team that's a joke, actually. and brought in 25 new players. Yeah. I mean, if they brought in 25 Israel Falaus, they might be okay, is, is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> there are 25 players that would do the job. Yeah, if you if you assembled like the British and Irish Lions, like, when, when you put them together, they do all right. They, yeah. they do okay. Mm. So, um, back, back to... Back to actual rugby. Yeah, well, yeah. no, back to... Uh, not actual rugby. Endorsements. <laughs> Back to endorsements. Yeah. Is, the, is there a well-known brand of alarm clock? Because mm, Aaron, Aaron no. Cruden could, could be a great... <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant shout. Aaron Cruden would be very, very, very good indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm really struggling. In, if you don't know what that story is, Aaron Cruden missed a flight with the New Zealand squad because he was out on the beers and he's been suspended for... Uh, a few games and uh, was very apologetic. He, I would not have thought Aaron Cruden would be the member of the New Zealand squad to. to yeah, they said it is very out of character. Have you, have either of you read the article in the New Zealand, the New Zealand Herald? No, which I obviously get delivered every day. Of course, um, obviously, which was like. Piece, trying to piece together his, his night <laughs> by like talking to people who were in bars and like owners of bars across Auckland and they were saying he was in here for a few drinks between 12 and 1am and he was having oh. photos taken with fans isn't fans there no there. news in New Zealand I mean that's a stupid question there we, is be- no news yeah, we believe at about 10 past 12 he stuck a flaming Zambuca to his chest <laughs> he can drink his drinks through his eyes <laughs> oh dear that's one hell of a hangover, isn't it? When you when you yeah. realise you've missed your flights. Oh god, I can only that, that few seconds when he wakes up, and there'll be, there'll be a blissful few minutes when he's like, "Oh, my head hurts, oh dear me," and then the double take, and then when it sunk sinks in, yeah. And then you probably think he would have been going through. How can I explain this one awake? Is there a lie I can come up with? But then Matthew Bastero saw that when he did yeah. that. Oh, and so did um, so did Wendell Sailor. He got into trouble. He said he got into a fight or something, and then yeah. it turned out to be some sort of cocaine binge. <laughs> <laughs> whatever on earth it was um, there's been a few uh, is it worse than James O'Connor 
Uh, James O'Connor, was he kicked off the flight or not allowed to get on it? He was not, wasn't he, allowed he to was board. escorted off the, uh, oh, oh, off the oh, airport. No. Yeah. Oh, but at least boys. he was on time. At least James O'Connor was on yeah. time. Uh, at least they're letting the boys play because, <laughs> yeah. oh dear. Mike Phillips missed a blackboard session, didn't he? That's where he got sacked from Breathe. Yeah. Yeah, and Gavin Henson was kicked off a flyby flight. Yeah, yeah. And was arrested on a train. Yes. And punched by oh. a car in a bar. <laughs> and <laughs> oh dear, boys. Yeah. So, any ideas for rugby player endorsements? Then tweet us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. And thanks very much for getting in touch over the last week. And also, thank you very much. And, and keep please leaving a review uh, on iTunes for the podcast or giving it a rating or any sort of feedback. And we'll tr- we're, we're try we're doing this blind if you like, and we're hoping you like it. But your input, your listening is, is massively important. So iTunes, a little re- rating and a review would be really appreciated. Thank get you Get us up the charts. Much. Get us up the charts. It does help us get us up the charts. And do you know what? A couple of weeks ago, we were ahead of Brian Moore's Talk Sport podcast. And bearing in mind, they've got the whole machine of a radio station. But so they don't have Phil Stats. They don't have <laughs> Phil Stats. They don't have JB's catchphrase, let the boys play. Indeed. Get us above the pit bull. Have you fallen out with Brian just, Moore? Just annoyed that, that well, we're in a battle. We're head to head. We're the only two real rugby podcasts on the market. <laughs> we're, and we're the underdog. We're, yeah. you know, we're like the Sylvester Stallone. We're going out in... I wish we were. We're, we're, training, <laughs> we're training in a hut with, a... with rocks. Exactly. And Brian Moore's Dolph Lundgren running around a high-tech studio <laughs> with a little pressure pad that he's punching. Barking into microphones. <laughs> I, I think you're trying to start another beef with a, a famous rugby media personality, Tim. Because, yeah. because we had our Austin Healy beef last week oh, that, yeah. that you started again. Yeah, Austin Healy did def- try and defend himself. Um, incorrectly. Incorrectly. <laughs> but, but basically, Austin Healy, I read a, a Telegraph article of Austin Healy's last week and he gave everyone, all the nations, a percentage chance of success in the World Cup. And it was things like uh, Italy, 25%. Wales, 60%. England, Ireland, 70%. England. Anyway, the, all the percentages added up to 580. He tried to defend himself on Twitter, didn't he? He's, yeah, he said, because, because they're mutually exclusive events, you need to add them cumulatively, which is just... I don't, compl- I don't understand. You're a quantity surveyor. I don't understand what you just said. He, well, He's good uh, with numbers, is, is Phil. Uh, yes. I did, did maths at university, um, so I understand it a little bit. Um, and so mutually exclusive events are ones that can't happen at the same time. So, for example, tossing a coin is 50 heads, 50 tails. If it was 80-80, it, it wouldn't make sense. And that's basically what he, his percentages were showing. Yeah, so anyway, they will be giving out 5.8 World Cups. So it's not, <laughs> it isn't a problem. <laughs> um, right, just rounding off the games uh, from the weekend. It's probably, we, as it's the top of the table clash and it was the, you know, the big high-profile game we were really excited about, Bath-Northampton, that did totally live up to the hype, didn't it? It was awesome. It was. It was. was absolutely. It's exactly what the Premiership should be. It was just incredible. Brutal, committed, high skill levels. High stakes as well. Yeah. Gavin Henson. <laughs> Gavin Henson's 10-minute cameo at the Hey, end. he made the difference. <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. And do you know, do you know what I'm, I'm loving this season? Uh, attacks are winning. Yes. There's been times in the past, and around the time of the last World Cup, in fact, you know, everyone was complaining. The Premiership was a bore fest. It was all kick and run. And you no, know, how did the key, how did the New Zealanders refer to it in 2011? They referred to the English Premiership as kick and clap. Oh yeah, that's an old, <laughs> that's an old rugby league phrase. That kick and clap. Is yeah, it? Yeah, it's referred to yeah. Union. Well, that's how they were describing it. And you can't say that. And the skill levels seem to have gone up. The the try numbers is I can't remember a season okay. that started like this. Yeah, let's just think it through because obviously there's a lot of points being scored. Uh, and I'm not just trying to put the boot in here, but because London Welsh exist. So, you know, you can have 50 points put per week for them. Harlequins have had 50 put on them. Yeah, but Sale it, have had 40-odd put on them. But also Le- Harlequins Leicester have had... Leicester have had 50 put on them. 40, 45 yeah. put on them. Harlequins were nilled. Leicester were nilled, weren't they? Yeah, that's true. And, and I yeah. would say that there's mo- a, a lot more attacking intent, though. A lot more. I think, I think the rules have been working towards more attacking rugby, like that one, like the uh, five seconds in a rook which is speeding games up and stopping that like box-kicking thing where they were cat- yeah. caterpillaring it to the back. So everything's designed to speed it up. The scrums have changed. You've got f- fewer collapsed scrums, less scrum time, um, and that speeds everything up. So I think it's it, rugby's going in the right direction. There's a lot of... like If you look at the Wasps, who I don't think were so attacking last year, they are super attacking 
They struggled last year because Van Dell and Wade were injured for, for long periods. Also, they didn't have a platform last year. They do yes. this year. Yeah. So I get, again, again, with that balance, it's, it's once again, it's no mystery that the teams that are struggling are struggling up front. Up front. Sale Sharks struggling up front. Yeah. Mm. London Irish, the difference between them last season and this season, as we mentioned on the podcast last week, they've got Orlika and Pace back fit. That's two of their front row. And Tommy Court's come in. Tom Court's come in and Jeff Cross has come in. They've bolstered their front well, five. I think this is probably a time of year as well where most clubs are really optimistic because they'll have mostly, Leicester be the exception to this, their starting 15 available. And when you're all fit and you're all healthy and you've got your starting 15, most teams feel pretty good about themselves. Uh, I just think uh, it kind of shows through their... Th- through their play too because they're going to show a lot more intent and want to if you like impress their game on to the to the opposition than say a Leicester now who are just basically trying to muddle through what do Leicester do? me and Jay were talking about this on Friday and we it's not only the worst Leicester side I've ever seen put out by, by quite a long way it's one of the worst Premiership sides that I've seen put out. That, it, that Leicester team that was fielded at home. Not looking good at their, all, Their front it? row is so weak with, it? The, with two young lads, Balmain. Bristow and Balmain yeah. as props. Do you know what? How about this for the, the next couple of weeks? Uh, Leicester have got Gloucester away, another team that have struggled to gel, and then they've got Harlequins at home, another team that ah. struggled to gel. It's, like, it's sort of like the underachievers yeah. Yeah. tri-club cup over the next <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> Uh, right, we have got a bit of a rugby reality idea, which we're going to do straight after this. I've got a little game prepared because the NFL rolls into London for the first time uh, of three games where the American football, and I know you're a big fan of American football, JB. I most certainly am. Uh, as am I. You've got to guess whether these American football stars understand what these rugby terms mean. The first one is handoff. Okay. I think No. I think they oh they call it stiff arm so hand off stiff arm I think he's going to know yes I'm going to go with yes he does he's know. Gonna, he's gonna know what that means hand, uh, off. hand off um I'm just going to go out on a limb and say when there's a scrum and they throw it behind themselves I think a hand off is <laughs> oh hand off the ball of course when there's a scrum and they throw it behind themselves but do you know why do, do you know why I said that hand off is what like, isn't that what a quarterback would do to a running back yeah because yeah, they hand, the ball hand it off to, uh. Uh. So no was the answer. Phil, 1-0. Number two, sidestep. Sidestep. Don't they call it a juke? Juke, yeah. Which I think sounds a bit camp, doesn't it? Mm. Juke. Oh, just juking around. Yeah, juking it up. Yeah. Sidestep. Uh, what do you reckon, Phil? Uh, you're you're 1-0 up. I, I think yes. They must know what a sidestep it's, it's, is. It's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? Sidestep is when somebody's coming to attack you and you sidestep them. Yeah. Juke move. One point each. One point each. Two, one to Phil. Last one. A try. What do you think a try is? They must know try. No, I don't think so. They must It's know. not very descriptive, a try, is it? I go so with it's it. Not, it's not a put down or touchdown. Put or down! Put down. <laughs> Multi-ball overtime. Ball, ball down. <laughs> uh, I am going that they are familiar with our five-point scoring play. And you're saying try. no, Phil? I'm saying no. Okay, well, let's see if more NFL players knew than didn't. That's where they kick the ball. No idea. <laughs> What's a try? A try is when he kicks it. I'm really let down. No, so Phil wins this game. I'll play. Again. Thank you. Now I'm playing this music on the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast because it's the music that always gets played on the X Factor when they're giving a sob story. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we have decided, with Strictly Come Dancing on the telly, with X Factor on the telly, Bake Off and you blimmin' name it there's so many reality TV shows we're going to try and turn the Egg Chasers podcast uh, and give it an element of reality competition because that seems to be the way you get ratings and stuff it it is so what we have decided to do is I mean we've got Phil who is no longer playing because his body's a bit of a wreck and he's having to travel to London for work Mm -hmm. we've got myself who's stopped playing because of parenthood and work and all the rest of it and we've got JB who said he wasn't going to play anymore and is kind of playing can't stop Playing a little bit, but has never managed to hold down a particular position, try as he might. What we thought we would do is we were trying, we thought, let's try and find a way that we can see who's the most popular, sought after player that other teams would want on their roster. And we've discovered a website, haven't we, JB? We have. So the idea is let's, set, let's settle once and for all, out of the three of us, who's the most desirable to any single team. Yeah. And to do this, we have found um, a website called Sporple. Now, it's just a coincidence that, that we found it, because I was looking for ways to 
promote myself in order to uh, in order <laughs> to win this contest. So, so, so we're going to host this whole thing through this website, Sportpool. And do you know what else? Do you know what I found out about Sportpool? The man behind it is Drew Mitchell, oh. the Australian uh, winger. Talon superstar. Talon superstar, yeah. I did not know that. And he, this is his venture. And it's like, um, how would you, well, like a social media network, if you like, for, for kind of sport athletes and sports people. So you would be a player at, say, a National League One club like or National Two, like Sesley Park or something, but you think you've got a bit more in you. So not you, Phil. Um, <laughs> you could put up a little video of your best bits. Mm-hmm. You put up a profile with your pictures and your contact details, and then you're out there in in the web for agents to find you, other clubs to find you, and get recruited as exactly. a rugby player. So I think what we should do is we should hawk ourselves out to foreign clubs on like an exchange thing, and let's just see who gets the most offers. Well, and whoever um, gets the most offers wins well, anywhere. the competition. Anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. 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 Don't, don't, don't well, have to be brought. I mean, I know you'd well, love to go to the south of France. Yes, but what if we have to play? <laughs> so this should be it. Whoever gets the, mo- <laughs> whoever gets the most offers um, should play for that team for one game. And we should do... A, well, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the ins and outs of it. But just as a, as a, as a running idea, basically, we're deci- letting people decide who they want on their team most. And we could end up, I don't know, having a podcast from your club... And filming it and having loads of stuff on the web, on, on the internet and all the rest of it for it. So we'll work on the details. So sporpool.com, and he said it might be quite handy. You know, if you're listening and you're, you're a player and you want to sort of not necessarily change clubs, but you want other people to know that you might be there to change yeah. clubs or to go abroad or travel and play rugby or whatever. Yeah. Uh, sporpool.com, go and have a look at it. But what we've done, and we'll tweet this at Rugby Podcast, we've put our profiles up there and now they're open for clubs to try and recruit us. So. Shall we go through our profiles then? See see what we've done. See what's on our rugby CVs that makes us uh, attractive. Yeah, hold on. So definite sob story music for Phil. Go on, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, your time starts now. Okay, so I'm a, a back three player, mainly wing or fullback, but can cover anywhere from, from nine to 15. Uh, I've played nine years at Sedgley Park in Nationals two, uh, National 1, 2, um, which mainly tiers 2, 3 and a little bit of tier 4. In, in English rugby. Um, imagine a player who's like, like an attacking Shane Williams. Nice. But, yes. w- but with the defensive qualities of someone like Richie McCaw. Nice. Wow. Like, like that kind of combination. Um, slightly restricted by injuries over the year. <laughs> Might need shoulder surgery, but you could get a diamond in the rough if you uh, take me to the south of France and pay for my, my surgery. Exactly. <laughs> south of France, a great idea. Look at something, like Johnny Wilkinson. Exactly. Uh, Joanne Smith. Yes. To, Resurrected. Yeah. So you're basically John, John Smith? Like a combination of, of all those players that I've just mentioned, yes. Uh, right, there you go. If Phil is a player that you think your club would want and you want to get the exposure for your club on the Egg Chasers podcast, sporpool.com, uh, Phil's got a little profile. We're tweeting it at Rugby Podcast. Now it's your time to promote yourself, JB. Okay, uh, uh, six foot four and... Uh, what? <laughs> 17 and a half stone, 10, 10%, bo- 10% body fat, hulking number eight, who can also play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, can't play nine or 10, th- 12, 13, 14, not 15, and 11. Uh, rep- uh, represented lots of clubs, um, including one, uh, one international cap, and... Um, what else have I done? Oh, I've put my ag- my agent's de- details down here. Who's actually your wife, Tim? Because she's she's actually an agent of rug of radio presenters. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, uh, in addition to that, uh, loyal club man will move for money. <laughs> Jade, Jade, tell us about your one international cap. Uh, right, yeah, my international cap uh, played for the Welsh deaf team. <laughs> and under, th- under 15 level despite You're, not being deaf you were a ringer for the <laughs> <Death> team <laughs> that is is that the lowest moment of your and the proudest and the lowest moment of your rugby career it's like, you can't take it away from me <laughs> right I'm going to try and top that somehow uh, what I have done for mine is taken an extract from possibly uh, maybe uh, Dave Baldwin's autobiography possibly (laughs) oh no said Manchester Rugby Club coach Dave Baldwin our hooker and replacement hooker are now both injured how are we going to maintain a rock solid set piece in this crunch National League one match against Harrogate then the coach remembered his ubiquitous blindside flanker with the hands and tactical awareness of a 10 could also play hooker and a sense of relief (laughs) washed over him Tim you're playing hooker for the last 20 he said Uh, that's what you get versatility a rugby brain 
tactical nous, rugby intelligence. I may have shared a couple of stone, uh, meaning that maybe I probably wouldn't add the scrummaging power that I might have done uh, a few years ago, but still a uh, quality player. I would love to be at your club. There you go. Very good. So we'll be promoting these profiles and let's see who gets the highest quality offers. And most. Uh, incidentally, I think just it, my sportball profile definitely shows the physical specimen that a club would be getting. I've, I've put my profile picture up. Wow. <laughs> You've done exactly what I was going to do. You used PSPs. <laughs> you are, t- Tim, you are looking in good, good shape. Great word, Tim. I know, that, I know that it might look like my face doesn't quite match the skin tone of my body. Well, but no, I mean, obviously not. You'd cover your, your face in, on, on the sunbed, right? And I know that my body looks a lot like PSPs' topless running body. I mean, you, you are in, I didn't realise just how good a shape you're actually in, Tim. Yeah. You've actually done... Exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> With the same individual. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so uh, it was a good find anyway, sportpool.com. So well done, Drew Mitchell. I think you're onto a winner there. And uh, it could be useful if you if you want to maybe change your the path of your rugby career. Uh, but our rugby podcast on Twitter. And uh, do check out sportpool.com because I think it's good. In fact, we should try and get Drew Mitchell on the show if we can at let's, some point. Let's give it a go. Yeah, let's, yeah. Give, let's give it a go. Uh, right, now... Picks Let, of the week. Yeah, let's look ahead to to this week this week's games. So last week, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to brag, but we did incredibly well. With me only getting wrong one score, which was I thought Bath would win. They didn't, and I predicted Northampton would win. Uh, as as did I. Um, but we got everything else right. Uh, you did. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, did I you didn't. get any? Uh, why? Which ones did you get wrong? I predicted Harlequins. Oh, Tim would would have a comeback. I I think I think hmm. I thought they might nick it over. Exeter, and I was shown well and truly wrong on that one. Well, this week's games, I think, are the hardest week to pick I have seen in a long time. Let's start with the Pro 12, because, I mean, the results in the Pro 12, as we saw with Ulster losing to Zebra and Munster, who would have predicted they'd have lost as many games as they've lost? And Yeah. It's really topsy-turvy old league. I have no idea how to judge the Pro 12. and No, just no idea. It all seems a little bit random. Cardiff travelling across to Connacht, which is obviously not a very nice place to uh, to travel to. Cardiff and Connacht, who have been on very good form uh, besides their loss to Glasgow. Glasgow, yeah. Um, Away. But Glasgow are, well, I think top of the league at the moment. So Glasgow have to, uh, Glasgow have to be, oh my God. So top of the league, Glasgow faced Connacht and Glasgow were in the final. 5,000 went to watch. Is that it? Come on, guys. Really? 5,000? Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Connacht win at home. I think I'm going to say Connacht win at home. Yeah, I'll go with that. Ulster, Edinburgh. Will Ulster bounce back from that embarrassing loss? Absolutely. Absolutely. Providing we don't have any horrific refereeing decisions again. <laughs> uh, back at Ravenhill, I can't see them losing to Edinburgh. Yeah. So a bunch of third-rate third rate South Africans, no chance. Well, Edinburgh have come up with a couple of surprising results, but I'll go for Ulster as well. Yeah. Zeba, Ospreys. Ospreys are maintaining their winning run. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a walkover. but. Nope. I think they'll have a, a tough game, but yeah, I'd, I'd still expect Ospreys to win, providing they have uh, 15 men on the pitch for the whole, for the whole game. Oh, you can't, you can't help yourself, can <laughs> this you? This is pick of the round, though, isn't it? Leinster, Munster. Yeah. This despite, is box office. Well, despite them not being great so far, either team, it's going to be a good game. Yes. 6.30pm kickoff, um, so you should be able to watch that and well, the Premiership game on Saturday. Will I watch that? I can only see a, a Leinster win. Munster, are, are the, I can't believe the, how they've dropped like a stone in, in quality. But And Leinster? I expect Leinster to win. That. Yeah, they, right. they should do. Did you see that Keen Healy's out for four or five months? I know. Ham- Is he? Hamstring surgery, yeah. Oh dear. I mean, yeah. they, they have got strength in depth uh, at Loosehead. But... Uh, Mm. That's that's a big blow. Treviso, Glasgow, Glasgow, surely Glasgow all the way, easy, easy. Uh, and Scarlets, Dragons, Scarlets, mm. Scarlets. You'd, you'd expect. Uh, I'll go Dragons win. Pat Leach to score five tries. <laughs> Is he playing at the moment? Don't know. The Dragons. I've unleashed the Dragons. <laughs> I've unleashed the Dragons. Now, shall we talk about some rugby? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Premiership. Bath Saris is our tie of the weekend, so we will come back to that one and get to Saturday when it's Quinns against London Welsh. It was quite depressing here in Lawrence Delalio um, after the Exeter Harlequins win going, you know what, the good news is for Harlequins, they've got London Welsh this week, so they can start, they can basically, you know, that'll get them back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can have the week off, I guess. <laughs> oh, um, So hmm. Quinns to win comfortably, surely. 
Um, you'd think so. They're, they're struggling with injuries, particularly around midfield. Mm, they are. Um, oh, yeah. Jordan Turner Hall went off for a, a few minutes. Yeah, but if you think uh, Quinn's... The young lad... Sloan's off. Sloan went off. Hay came on. If you think Harlequin's... No, it's not. Quinn's are going to win. Quinn's will win at home. Yes, they will win. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what uh, London Irish against Northampton. No. He- heroic as their effort at Welford Road is. I. They only just lost to Saracens as well, though. They did. Um, the other, the other previous week. Northampton will have a match. And Northampton have obviously had a very, very physical encounter with with Bath that they'll be getting over. And Northampton lost to Wasps. Now I see London Irish a very similar side to Wasps in a lot of ways. Yeah, lucky and kind of. Uh, early season plucky uh, underachievers big back row Northampton will be comfortable favourites and I think they will do enough to I win. think Northampton will win as well though you didn't yeah. mention to Jeb Sinclair earlier on the phone that even though London Leicester were favourites to beat London Irish you made 90 quid out of London Irish beating Leicester Tigers I did I put £15 on it the, the odds were ridiculous but we thought they were the favourites anyway you know, we, weren't, we, we, we were not talking sp- yeah. yeah Jay thought they were favourites I thought it was roughly evens looking mm. at the, the two teams and the market was miles out. They don't know rugby, do they? No, they don't. No. Which bookmakers was it gave you five to one? Uh, it was on, on Betfair Exchange as well, which, which is a uh, market, f- like, it's dictated by the people, so it's um, yeah. right, it, should it, be, it should be a true indicator of where the market is. That should be your takeaway from this week's podcast, is give up your job and start <laughs> betting on rugby, start listening to well, us and betting on rugby. Hey, so, um... So, yeah, no, Saints to win, Saints but, to win but, not, but not... It won't be as comfortable as they beat. No, no. Uh, Bath. I think, in terms of tightness, there's, there's well three games that I really am struggling to call. Got Gloucester, Leicester. That's the first yeah. one. Yes. No idea. Um, it very much depends what that Leicester team's like. If they get Money Polar back, if they get Croft back, if they get Tuolagi and Allen back, we'll have to see. Towards the end of the week, we'll have a clear. The, yeah. The, the team that played this week would is going to go to Gloucester and lose. Uh, I would agree with that. Yes. Uh, let's move on to Sunday then. Sale Wasps. Now, this is a bit of a tight one to call it as well. very tight. Sale are much better at home than they are away. Wasps are very good though. Wasps yeah. are good. Uh, they've got a few ex-Sale players going back to Sale. They'll want to win. Yeah. In fact, Miller and Gaskell Miss, both yeah. scored. Uh, and Cipriano is obviously a, a former Wasp. Uh, yeah. It could be a future Wasp or Harlan or Quinn. Or, Steve Diamond has come out and said he will sit down after the first week of European matches. He'll sit down with Danny Cipriani about to talk about a new contract. How when's his contract up? Ne- the end of the season. I think he's much better now than when he arrived. Do you reckon that's Sale though, or the, the kind of journey he's been on? I think it's Sale. I think maybe not being in London could yeah, be as simple as that. Agreed. So go to Wasps. They'll be in Coventry. <laughs> um, uh, you're not going to have any fun on a night out in Coventry. No. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, Bump into some squaddies, that's about it. Yeah, but... Beaten up by uh, is, isn't there a Jess Engine Museum there? I would quite like to visit that. <laughs> Frank Riddle is from Coventry. Uh, I'm going to go for a Wasps victory. As am I. Yeah, Wasps for me. Newcastle uh, Exeter. I'm going to go for a Chiefs win. Oh, yes. Chiefs, Chiefs, are Chiefs, Chiefs. Absolutely smash them. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, gee, I, I, I'm going to look forward to watching the Chiefs dismantle this abysmal Newcastle team. And let's jump back to Friday night, 7.45pm kickoff, tie of the round, Bath looking to bounce back against Saracens, ever efficient. But they haven't been at their best, but they, they have been looking better and better. Yeah, it's got some... Jack Berger back in the team, that makes a, made a big it difference. Does, yeah. Last time Jack Berger played against Bath at the wreck, he... He hurdled over three players to make <laughs> Shove a tackle. His face. That's already been made. Um, <laughs> just uh, what a guy. Um, oh, I, I think Saracens. I think Saracens are mortal favourites. Sorry, I just played while while Jay's talking about Jack Berger and his teammates. Go on. <laughs> yeah, mortal favourites. Bath want to come back from that harsh, harsh loss at Northampton. And they're at home in their in probably the the world's best sporting arena. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I want Bath to win this desperately. Sar- Saracens can't... were able to rest a few of their players against Sale, playing Sale at home. They, they changed their squad up a little bit, not not a huge amount. Can Bath win and Jack Berger win? What scenario <laughs> would that work? Jack Berger to score eight tries, make sixty tackles, but Bath to win. Hmm, that'd be my ideal scenario. It's it's a tough one. I think the machine of Saracens is going to keep on churning. I think the Borg are going to win. I aren't think they? Bath 
that was a very, very physical game. They've already lost a couple of players, particularly in their back row, and having a weakened back row against Saracens is the last thing that you want. I'm going for Saris. Yeah, I'm going to say Saris just... To strangle Bath. Yeah. yeah. They're efficient, incredibly efficient team all round. I'm going to go... Yeah, it's got to be Saracens at the moment. Saracens, we'll, yeah. I'll see. If it's dry on Friday night, I'm going with Bath. If it's wet, it's Saracens. Mm, good call. Well, well, there you go. That's so much rugby to look forward to. Thank you very much for listening. Keep your reviews and ratings and whatnot going on iTunes. Uh, decide which one of the three of us would be most likely to make the grade and uh, based try, on try the information recruit. we give you. Yeah, based on the information <laughs> we give you, try and uh, recruit us at sportball.com. At Rugby Podcast is where you can get in touch. Enjoy the feast of rugby that's on the way, and we'll be here after next weekend's rugby to chew the cut over it all once again. Uh, nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. Top man, JB. Goodbye, Tim. See you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.